The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When Jesus noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. We begin reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians, and we will for the next few days, so just an introduction to this letter. Paul writes this letter from prison, and yet this is the most joyful letter in the entire New Testament. He keeps repeating the word rejoice. In fact, in today's first reading, we hear it twice. And it's all centered around the fact that Paul is joyful when he knows Christ is being proclaimed. And that's exactly what he is doing in jail proclaiming Christ, because he's writing letters. He wrote Ephesians, he's writing Philippians, and people are visiting him. So for Paul, whether he's suffering or not, in good times or bad, hungry, or filled with all kinds of blessings, he still has his one goal to proclaim Christ. And so he says, my brothers and sisters, what matters is this, that Christ is proclaimed in every way. And in that, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Paul knows he's headed for martyrdom, and yet that's his attitude. A lesson for us today. He goes on to say, I'm torn between two possibilities. One, to die now and be with the Lord, which is my preference. Or to stay, remain, and build up the church. He thinks that's God's will, that he would remain. And in fact, he will be released this time from jail, but he will be rearrested later and put to death. But he makes an interesting statement that is very important for Catholic understanding of what happens at death. He says, my desire is to depart and be with Christ, which means for Paul, the particular judgment, as soon as he dies, he knows he will be with the Lord. Now, you would think that's pretty obvious because that's been the Catholic teaching for generations all the way back to Paul. But there are many other non-Catholic religions who would dispute that, and they would say, no, no, when you die, your soul sleeps and will remain unconscious until the general judgment when it will be reawakened. That's called soul sleep. And non-Catholic denominations like the Seventh-day Adventists actually teach that 
hold to it. Others would say, on death, your soul is annihilated with the body. And then God will recreate the soul at the general judgment, and that would be the position of the Jehovah's Witnesses. So lots of different opinions, but the Catholic Church takes her opinion right from Paul, who knows, when I die, I will be with the Lord. He goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 9, it is appointed for man to die once, and after that to face judgment. Just another way of saying the same thing. John, when he is caught up into heaven, has this vision of heaven, and what does he see? Souls of the departed under the altar who are actually crying out to God for redemption, for justice, for retribution. Now, you can't be asleep when you're actually doing that. So again, John is concurring with Paul here and the church. Well, what is the situation when we do die and then have to face judgment? Interesting parallel here in the gospel from Luke chapter 14, where Jesus talks about a wedding banquet. Now, he's talking about humility here and now on earth, and he's saying, when you are invited to a wedding banquet, take the lowest place. Don't think that you are entitled automatically to this highest place. What he's trying to say there is humility we need now so that our souls will be open to being formed, filled with God. Because actually in the general judgment at, and the particular judgment for that matter, in heaven we do have a choice to make. We can actually decide the place that we will be in heaven. The church teaches there will be different levels in heaven depending on the largeness of our soul on earth in terms of charity, generosity, humility, openness to Christ and neighbor. To the extent that we give ourselves here on earth, our soul becomes larger and larger so that in heaven, it's not as if God is stingy and says, well, I'll give this person this much beatific vision and this person this much. He gives everything. But the capacity of the soul in heaven is different depending on the state of one's soul on earth. That's what the church teaches. There is actually different places to sit at the wedding banquet of the Lamb in heaven, and we can choose that now. So just another exhortation here by Jesus to die to ourselves now, take the lowest place now, open our hearts to be reformed and converted, love like no tomorrow, that magnanimity of soul, so that we are capacious. God can actually give more both now and in eternal life.